Okay, we're holding Tesla Amadal. If we're going to start from you, Daladam with base on the bottom. We spoke about um, wearing tefillin by Shema, by Shema Nesrei. So, in continuation to that, and the fact that you're supposed to put the tefillin before Shema in the regular order of davening. So, we're going to speak about the proper order of davening and what, what's the mile of it, what's so special about it. If he wants to take upon himself complete, proper oil, Malchus Shemaim, he should relieve himself. He shall wash his hands. And put on tefillin. And say kriyashma. And say shemaim. Then that's a proper acceptance of Malchus Shemaim. So I guess if a person doesn't relieve himself before, he's not really focused on davening. And then, he, although he's saying the words, he's not really accepting it properly. He didn't wash his hands again. He didn't. He didn't prepare himself properly. He didn't clean himself properly. So although he did the mitzvah, but he didn't really t- focus, internalize the idea of Shema and Shemayin If he did Shema and Shemayin with the introduction of uh, going to, the, to going to the bathroom, washing your hands, then. You're, you're, you're totally in it, you're totally focused, you, you, you appreciate it properly, you, you, you're purified properly, and therefore you could internalize it. Which in Pneumus and Yonam, it also explains that Yipona means first you have to get rid of all the negative part of you, that's Sermira. And then you wash your hands of any relationship to it, and then you want to focus on the greatness of Hashem. And then to that, and then it's going to go into you. Otherwise, it's like hovering on top of you, it's not really internalizing into you. Fine. Omar Rabbi Chia Bar Abba Omar Rabbi Yechanan This Talmud of Rabbi Yechanan said Kol Hanifne Venei Tal Yotav Umini Achtfilin Vikeri Kriya Shema Mispal If one does the above If one prepared himself, cleaned himself before davening Washed his hands, put on tefillin and said Shema And then said Shema Nesrei Ma'la Lovakosov Ki'ilu Bono Mizbeach Ve'ikro Lov Korb Hashem considers it as if he built a Mizbeach and he brought a carbon on top of that mizbech. Dichsiv, it says, Erchatz binikoyen kapoy. I will wash my hands with cleanliness. I guess he translates it. I will wash my hands after I've already cleaned myself internally. Uh, so I wash myself after cleaning myself. Then, when I go then to serve Hashem, as in to say Shema, to say Shema it's as if I'm surrounding your Mizbeach. So there's no Mizbeach today. It must be that it's as if I'm building the Mizbeach and I'm bringing the carbon on it. In other words, it's like a proper Aveda, just like building a Mizbeach and putting, and putting a carbon on it. Fine. Amalei Rav said, Rav, back to Rabbi Barab. I guess Rabbi Barab was one, a Talmud of Rabbi Chidon, which came down to Bavel. And he would be, was repeating to the people in Bavel the, the statements of Rabbi Chidon. So he said, doesn't the master, I guess you'd ever hold, there's another mile over here for someone who, who, who cleans himself internally, washes his hands, and then puts on filling and diamonds. That is as if he went to mikveh. Although we go to mikveh, we don't want to just be as if we went to mikveh. But halakhically, there's no necessity to go to mikveh, but there's something special of going to mikveh. So if someone cleaned himself properly inside and washed his hands, and then he davens, it's as if he went to mikveh. I will wash myself, which sounds more like I will wash my entire body 
with cleanliness. And then it continues kapoi. It doesn't say architz, I will wash kapoi my, my hands. I will wash myself with my hands. Which sounds like since I'm washing my hands, it's as if I'm washing my entire body. So it has some sort of effect similar to going to mikveh. Which that's what it says, if, if, if there's some kavonis, if, if you don't have a mikveh, you can wash your hands a certain time, a certain way, and that I don't, I don't know exactly so well, but that's like a replacement for going to mikveh. So the idea is that the fact that you're purifying yourself for davening is similar as if you would purify your entire body for davening. Fine. Amalei Ravina Lerova. Send Ravina to Rova. Chazimar, let me master see. This Tamad Chochav doesn't say his name. The Asoimarov, which just came from Eretz Yisrael, the Amar, and he has a halacha to tell us. Me she'ein loimayim nuchitz yadav. One who has no water to wash his hands, mekaneach yadav, he can wipe his hands by offer with dust, with slur, on a rock, of a kismis, and 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 splinters of of wood, small pieces of wood, anything which could rub off. Anything really impure, any any either sweat or any dirt, internal dirt that might have been on the hand, and you're like you're taking something which could rub it off. That's good enough if you don't have any water. And Ravina was like surprised, like what is he talking about? Like this, look at the sexy Shlodik guy. What is he saying? I don't, I don't get what he's saying. Amalei said Ravina back to Ravina Shaprikam. He's right. Miichsiv does it say erchat b'mayim? I will wash my hands with water, with cleanliness. I can use any cleansing agent, anything that makes it clean is good enough. What's the proof of this? The hard Avchista, because Avchista, light, used to curse. And for someone who would look for water, in the time of davening. If it's time to daven, and now you don't find water, so you just can't settle. You're looking around, I got to find water, I got to find water. Why are you looking for water? Why not? I must wash my hands. Wipe it on something. Don't necessarily wash, just rub it on something that will take off anything impure, anything really unclean, and that's good, good enough. Now there's another statement of here where some have in the Gemara, some do not. It seems like uh, um, Rashi had it in the Gemara, and uh, Toysus didn't like that, uh, didn't like it, didn't like that part of the Gemara. Vahani mili the Kriyashma. This only applies to Kriyashma, Avalatfila Mahadi. But for davening, if, if, uh, if you're, if you need to wash your hands for Shemina Esrei, then you should look around. Now, what does that mean? It must be that he was doing Kriyashma, like we do Kriyashma, early Kriyashma, and it's almost Seizman Kriyashma. So it's almost Seizman Kriyashma, and you're going to look around for water, you're going to lose Kriyashma. Just wipe your hands on whatever it is, and go on. However, Shemayna Esri says, Rashi, interesting thing, Kol Hayoyim Zmano, you have all day for that. Now, that sounds a bit, you know, not according to the regular rules. So the Chayr of the Pshat would be, that you can make it up. Let's say you were running around and and you missed it uh, unintentionally, you could do twice mincha. However, 
Shmav, you missed it. You missed it. So since davening, there's a second chance. So if you're going to spend some time to look for water, it's not so bad. However, Toysus and other, other opinions do not like this, this part of the Gemara. They say later on in the Gemara, it clearly says that Avchista was talking about davening as well. Uh, so they add in a bit in the next piece of Gemara. They add in like this. Uh, and I think it's like instead of avalutila, they say ulitfila. Now let's say you're not looking for water, you're looking for a minion for davening. Mahadim. For a minion for davening, you do have to search. So Rashi will say this is talking about searching for water for Shminas, right? And others will say this is talking about looking for a, for, for a minion to daven. That come how far. Uh, do you have to look for a minion at Parson till four kilometers? This is only if it's ahead of you. If it's behind you, even if it's a kilometer away, you don't have to go back. From the fact that we say if it's a kilometer back, you don't have to go back. One kilometer, you don't go back. If it's less than a kilometer, you do go back. So, is brought down for both, for Washing your hands for davening and for a minion, that that basically, if you're traveling and you have to go back, basically to, to lose a, a, a space that you traveled already, then you only go back one kilometer. If you have to continue traveling and wait till you bump into water, go four kilometers. And if you don't find water, then just daven. Let's say you're you're not traveling. You're in a town. Let's say you're not traveling. So, so uh, um, what do you do then? So it's like you're going out of your way. So the limit is a kilometer or 18 minutes if you're driving by car, or 24 minutes. The time, the amount of time that it would take to to walk a meal, 2,000 amos, uh, roughly a kilometer. So that amount of time is when you have to go out of your way to find the minion. You have to go out of your way to wash your hands with water before davening, according to Rashi, and it's brought down. Um, more than that, you don't have to go. Okay. Fine. So we spoke about that the proper way to, to, to daven is you have to go to the toilet or go to the bathroom, then wash your hands, then put on fill and then say Shema then daven. And if you have that preparation, cleaning yourself, and you wash your hands, you make yourself pure, and then you put on tefillin, you say shema, and you say shema yesterday, that's proper malchul shemaim. You really focus, you really let it shine in you, and therefore it will have a right effect. Now, if you do wash your hands, it's like you made a mizbeach, you bought a carbon, it's like you went to mikveh, but if you don't have any water, just wipe it on anything which makes it clean. However, if it's if it's time for Krishna, just don't, uh, I'm sorry, but, but you should look for water. But if it's time for Krishna, don't look for water, go straight to something which could just clean it. For Shmines, it's a machloik, is what the gears in the Gemara is, if you should search or not. Um, those that say that you should search with the limit of a kilometer out of your way and four kilometers uh, with, uh, on your way. That's how much you should wait for water. Otherwise, just wipe it on something and that. Fine. Next Mishnah. 
Returning to the halachis of Kriyashma. When Reed Shaman, he did not hear what he was saying. He whispered so silently that he didn't hear it. He's still Yaitza. Now, some versions add over here that these are the words of Rabbi Huda. Some don't, but either way, everyone agrees that it is Rabbi Huda who said this first part of the mission. Rabbi he says he's not Yaitza. If you don't hear it, it's, not as, it's as if you didn't say it. If you read it and you read every word, but you didn't clarify, verbalize each word so clearly that everyone should, you know, recognize it shouldn't get swallowed with the next word, get attached to the next word, uh, or you didn't say it to the some of the kudus where it gets a bit wrong, or some uh, some things weren't. But let's just follow what Rashi said. He didn't say it. He didn't verbalize it very clearly. He said every every syllable, but it was mumbled. Rabbi Yehissi, here they switch. Rabbi Yehissi says, that's fine. You said the words. As long as you heard, said it and heard it. No, you have to say every word clearly. Fine. One reads uh, the Shema not in the right order. He says, some sukim not in order, some words not in order. Everyone agrees to that. And therefore, if you were saying Shaman in the middle, you made a mistake, and you continued on, you cannot just fix the mistake and then jump back to where you were. You have to go back to where you made a mistake and read from there onward, because everything has to be in order. The interruption is not a problem. Interruption doesn't disturb it. It has to be just in order. Says the Gemara, my time with Rabbi Yaisi. Why does Rabbi Yaisi say that you must hear what you're saying in Shema? Otherwise, you're not Yaitzi. Answers the Gemara, Mishum Dixiv Shema. Hashma lo oznuch, Hashadam Yitzimi Picho. It says Shema, you have to hear. So you have to say it in a way that you're going to hear. But Tanakama saw it. Tanakama says, no, as we mentioned earlier in the Gemara, Shema, the Choloshin Shato Shemaya. Shema means that you should understand. And therefore, it means that you should or you could say it in a language that you will understand that even if it's not Lashon HaKadosh, it's not coming to tell me that I should literally hear it. But Rabbi Yaisi doesn't necessarily hold like the opinion that you cannot say it in other, in other languages. Rather, Tarte Shema Mino, he says, no, the word Shema means listen and hear. It's not an extra word. I'm teaching the word. It's telling you you should listen and understand, pay attention. So you must understand and you could say it in any language you understand. And... He's also telling you that you should hear what you're saying. The same word is saying both. Tonight, also, we're going to a different mission. A deaf man who can speak but cannot hear. He should not take Truma. But if he did it, Truma, say Truma, it's a good Truma. Why shouldn't he take Truma? Because he has to make a bracha when he takes Truma. And he can't hear the bracha that he's saying. And therefore, there's something wrong with it. However, if he did it, it's fine. Says the Gemara, "Man, Tana, Chayrish Medaber Veini Shemeya, the Evedim Lachatchilu." It sounds like we're saying over here some new opinion, an opinion saying that you shouldn't Lachatchilu say a bracha if you cannot hear it, but if you did, it's counted. That's what it sounds like. So Lachayda Rabbi Yisi says it's not counted. Rabbi Yehuda, maybe. Rabbi Yehuda is saying that you shouldn't do it, but if you did it, it's counted. Is that what we're saying? Let's see. This follows Rabbi Yehuda. Why? 
Let's see whether we say it or not. It's Rabbi Yehuda's opinion that you yotze. Rabbi Yehuda, but at When does he say that if he didn't hear it, it's as if he didn't say it? By Shema, it's a The whole problem of separating truma if you cannot if you cannot hear what you're saying because your bracha isn't counted. First of all, the whole chiv of a bracha is only a chiv de rabbonon. And not only that, the truma is valid even without a bracha altogether. So that's why it's Rabbi Yaisi who says you should not take truma, but if you took truma, it's valid. Because he never said the truma is not valid. And it could even be that the bracha is valid. A mitzvah de iraisa, you must verbalize in a way that you should hear. A mitzvah de rabbonon, even if you don't hear, it's fine. Says the Gemara, or in mind Rabbi Yosi. I understand that it could fit with Rabbi Yosi, but who says it's only Rabbi Yosi? Dilma Rabbi Yehudi. It seemingly could fit with Rabbi Yehuda as well. Why? The simple understanding, as we'll see soon, of Rabbi Yehuda's opinion in Shema is that if you read it and you didn't hear, you gets it, which sounds like you should read it loud that you should hear. But if you didn't, then it's fine. Okay? So he'll say the same thing by Truma. A Khairish, someone who cannot hear, should not take Truma because he cannot hear. But he's Yaitza. So everyone will agree. Rabbi Huda and Rabbi Yaisi will agree to the same Allah. Who tells you it's an argument and only Rabbi Yaisi holds that? Teda, I have a proof that Rabbi Huda holds that only with the Eved, only after the fact, you're Yaitza, but the Khatkhidu, you should hear the Shema. The Katani movement in our Mishnah, one who reads, not Koyre Adam, you may read. If you read, which means the Avadim, if it was done already, then you're Yaitzel, the Chatkhil Allah. But you should not say Shema without hearing. Ami, so they said in the Yeshiva, no, no, no. Rabbi Yehuda holds that if you're allowed to say Shema so silently that you shouldn't hear. So why does the Mishnah say, one who reads as if we're talking after the fact? Why does it say one who read? It's coming to say the Chiddush of Rabbi Yaisi. Rabbi Yaisi is so strict that even the Yavid says he's not Yaitzin. Rabbi Yudha says even the Chadchila, but the Yomar didn't focus on that. Um, although usually we say that we choose to focus on the one who, who says the Heter, because that's harder to make a Heter. And therefore... We try to show the great Chiddush of the one who, who's more lenient. How come over here we're trying to show the Chiddush of the one who's more strict? Says Teisvis, because really there's no Chiddush in Rabbi Yudha's opinion. In the fact that he says, L'chadchila you could do it. Why not? Rabbi Yaisi has a Pasuk. So he has to tell us his Pasuk. If I don't learn the Pasuk, I'll hold you could read it however you want. Rabbi Yaisi has a Pasuk, so he's, the, the Mishnah is coming to tell me that Rabbi Yaisi's Pasuk, that Rabbi Yaisi says the Pasuk says he must hear, and obviously if the Pasuk says he must hear, you're not Yaitza otherwise. Fine. I know that Rabbi Yehuda holds that you're Yaitza, which means you're allowed to read Krishna without hearing it. And that's why I must say, or at least I could say, I could say at least, that Rabbi Yehuda holds 
that even the Chathchila, you're allowed to read it uh, silently. And the fact that it says that Kodi is to explain Rabbi Yosi. Says the Gemara, how can you say that it's only Rabbi Yosi which says by Truma that the Avadir In other words, that Rabbi Yehuda holds by Kriyashma that even the Chathchila you could read. Let's look at a price. It says like this. One should not say in his heart. It doesn't literally mean in his heart. It means uh, moving your lips, but not hearing what you're saying. But after the fact, you're And the brach is obviously the mitzvah itself, unlike by Truma. And it says, It says the Gemara, Mani, later Rabbi Yehuda, later Rabbi Yehuda. According to your explanation, this price of it was nobody. The Rabbi Yehuda, Amar al Chatchila Nami Yotza. Rabbi Yehuda says he could even say the Chatchila silently. Rabbi Yehuda, the Avad Nami Loi. According to Rabbi Yehuda, you're not Yehuda even after the fact. So who's saying this price that you have to voice Birchas Hamosin? But if you didn't, you're Yehuda. If I will say, like I wanted to say, that Rabbi Yehuda also holds. That the Chathchil, you must say it loud. Everything makes sense. That Bryce is Rabbi Yudu. But you're trying to say, no, Rabbi Yudu holds the Chathchil, you can read it silently. So how, who, who says this on the Bryce? Says the Gemara back. Okay. Before attacking me, let me attack you back. Elamai, what are you trying to say, Rabbi Yudu? You're trying to say that Rabbi Yudu holds that... Uh, that the you're not allowed to read it silently. Only with the Evid, you're I have another price. Elamai Rabbi Yehuda with the Evid in the Chatchila Loi. Velohade Tony Rabbi Yehuda bread Rabbi Shimon ben Pazi. I'm sorry, different Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi Yehuda the son of Rabbi Shimon ben Pazi says in a price. Chayre Shemedaber Veini Shemaya. Toynim the Chatchila. There's another opinion regarding Truma. And that opinion says that he could take Truma. Yeah? Why? You have to make a bracha and he's not going to hear his bracha. Who cares? You could say a bracha without hearing it. Now, according to you, that you're trying to say that a Yehuda holds, that only be the Evid And that's why he would agree to Rabbi Yosi, that only be the Evid is good Truma. So, but there is a b'raisa which says the chatchil is a good truma. Who's saying that b'raisa? Answer the gemara. I'm sorry, not yet an answer. My lady, Rabbi Yisro, the Rabbi Yudi, Rabbi Yudah, Amar Diyavad in the chatchil aloi, Rabbi Yisro, Amar Diyavad nami loi. Elo, Elohim, Rabbi Yudah, Tafil lechatchil nami. You're allowed to. V'loi kashir. Hadi day. Hadi rabbi. The Mishnah, which says that he's Yoytze even Lechatchila, that's Rabbi Huda's opinion. The Braisa, which says that your Yoytze Birchasamosim B'diyavad, that's Rabbi Huda's Rebbe's opinion. And therefore, there's no still. It's a man or the Tanya within the Braisa. Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Loza ben Azariah, wasn't actually Mamish, his rabbi, but he was a rabbi in a generation before him. He said, When he reads the Shema, he must hear what he's saying. As it says, 
So he's telling you that you must do that. He doesn't say that you're not Yitzah. Otherwise, he's just saying you have to do that. So this is the opinion which says the Chathchidu you must hear, but with the Avedim Yitzah. That's Rabbi Yehuda's opinion in the name of Rabbi Dosa ben Azai. Continues that Mishnah and says, or that Bryson says, Amr the Rabbi Meir, no. These words that I'm commanding you today should be on your heart. The whole problem, the whole point, the only thing you need to pay attention to is that you should think about it in your heart, in your mind, which means you can say it in the, in the lowest tone that you cannot hear. So Rabbi Meir also, you could read it silently. And Rabbi Yehuda, in the name of Rabbi Lezabin Azayi, says, no, you cannot read it silently. So, okay, but now I have this Rabbi Yehuda, the name of Rabbi Lezabin Azayi, and our Mishnah, and I'll say it's Rabbi Yehuda himself. Says the Gemara, once he brought this Brysa that was trying to prove a third opinion with a name, Rabbi Lezabin Azayi, I don't have to use your answer that Rabbi Yehuda is arguing on his Rebbe. Even if you're going to say Rabbi Yehuda can Rabbi Yisrael, let Rabbi Yehuda hold like his Rebbe. V'leik Kasha, there's no question. I can now translate our Mishnah as a simple understanding. Your Yoytzeh, you should read it loud. That's Rabbi Yehuda's opinion. That's what he heard from his Rebbe, Rabbi Yosef and Azariah. And that's what he holds. I, I found a Braise which says that you could do the true Malachatchila. That's Rabbi Meir. Rabbi Meir by Shema holds the Chatchila, you could say it silently. And that's the opinion in, in uh, what do you call it, by, by, by this price of Truma. That's why you could take Truma Malachatchila. However, Rabbi Yudhataka holds the Chatchila, you must say it in a, in a tone that you could hear. Okay. And therefore, we're, we're, we're okay now, but we actually changed what we said before. Or at least we gave an option that you could change what we said before. That Rabbi Yehuda actually says that only with the Yovad you're not Fine. So what do we say over here? And this is from the second Mishnah we said that there's a machloek is between Tanakama, which is Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Yosi, whether one is Yotze by reading Shema without hearing it. Now there was two ways to understand Rabbi Yehuda. Uh, Rabbi Yehuda says. You're Yitzah. And Rabbi says you're not Yitzah. Why does Rabbi Yitzah say you're not Yitzah? Because it says Shema. Shema means he must hear. And Rabbi Yehuda or Rabbanon that are Yanin say that no, Shema means he must understand. And it's coming to tell you that you can say Shema whatever language you understand. And Rabbi Yitzah says, yeah, true. Plus, the word Shema means both hear and understand. So it includes both. Now, what is Rabbi Yehuda saying? Is he saying you're allowed to read Shema silently that you cannot hear? Or is he just saying that if you did it, you're Yaitza? So the assumption of the Gemara was that he's saying that even the Chathila, you, 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 you could read it that way. And why does the Mishnah say, Ha'kuyre, one who reads as if it's after the fact? To point out that according to Rabbi Yaitza, you're not even Yaitza. However, we got stuck with a few braces. We have a Brisa clearly saying that only with the Evangelion Yaitza. And we have a Brisa clearly saying that you could do it even without hearing it. So, and then we have a Brisa which says you're not Yaitza even, even with the Yavad. So, we're a bit stuck. So, we brought two possible answers. And it sounds like in a way that the Gemara is happy with the second one. The first answer is 
Rabbi Yehuda said over in his Rebbe's name, Rabbi Lozab and Azari's name, that Achatchila, you must read Shema in a way that you could hear. And therefore you could say that that, that opinion holds that Achatchila, you must read it loud, but with the Avedi, you Rabbi Yehuda holds with the Avedi, not Yehuda. And then Rabbi Yehuda argues on his Rebbe. And Rabbi Yehuda holds you Yehuda even with the Avedi, even after the fact. But then we say, no, we found another opinion clearly with a name. Rabbi Meir clearly says you're allowed to read Shema without hearing it. And then we can tell everything simply. Rabbi Yehuda says you must read it loud, but if you didn't, you yates it. Rabbi Meir says you could read it silently. And Rabbi Yehuda says that if you weren't, if you didn't read it loud, out loud, you're not yates. Then in the Mishnah, we mentioned a few other things which we're going to discuss later in the Gemara about saying every word clearly and about reading it in the right order, as, as we see later on in the Gemara. The Gemara will continue with this Machlaikis of Yehuda and of Yesi, as we'll see in Mitzvah Shem tomorrow.